Hey, everybody. Brian Zimmerman here, host of Jazz Is Live and an executive editor of Jazz Is Magazine. Want to welcome you back to another episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in on this Wednesday afternoon. Our guest today uh, is a really great one. It is uh, Gerald Clayton. He is a Grammy-nominated pianist out of Los Angeles. He's a graduate of the USC Thornton School of Music. He studied with Billy Childs. He studied with Kenny Barron. Uh, he is the son of bassist John Clayton and was the runner-up of the 2006 Thelonious Monk International Jazz Piano Competition. Um, in addition to those amazing credits, he's also done quite a bit of artistic directing, including for the Lionel Hampton Jazz Fest, the Sarasota. Soda Jazz Festival, the Santa Fe Jazz Party, the Vail Jazz Workshop, and the Los Angeles Philharmonic Programming at the Hollywood Bowl. So if you attended any of those festivals or shows in the past mm, decade or so, there's a good chance you are seeing the handiwork of today's guest, Gerald Clayton. More importantly, he has just released a brand new album. That would be his debut on Blue Note Records. It is called Happening, live at the Village Vanguard, and it's out right now. It's a fantastic album, a beautiful mix of originals and standards, and he's here to talk about it. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and bring him in. Gerald Clayton. Gerald, are you there? I'm here. What's up, Brian? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Good afternoon to you. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it, man. The new album is excellent. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Before we before we go any further, I should say we got a couple of the, the bio points were mixed up with my dad's resume, which is uh -huh. cool. It happened. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't a uh, director of any of those festivals you mentioned, but I was I was a, a hungry young musician in the audience for a lot of those. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, hey, you were there in uh, physical presence and in spirit. And, you know, if your dad, uh, uh, you know, following his in his footsteps, I'm sure you will be directing someday, my man. I have no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Gerald, you also have the amazing distinction of, okay, so whenever anybody asks me to recommend a jazz album, let's say they don't listen to jazz, the album I reach for is Ear Food by Roy oh, Hargrove. Wow. Oh, and man. that's the album I give them. I say, listen to Strasbourg St. Denis, listen to the piano players solo. It is a thing of perfection. Um, oh, and you. it really is, man. It, it is one of my favorite albums of all time. And the way you play on that song in particular, the way you interact with the drummer, who I believe was Montez Coleman, right? Yeah, that's on correct. That album, just stellar. Like you were reading each other's minds. Uh, really incredible, man. So uh, if you have people watching, if you have not listened to Ear Food, okay, before you listen to Gerald's new album, maybe check out Ear Food by Roy Hargrove featuring Gerald. It is a thing of beauty. Gerald, have you actually seen, there's an acapella group you can find it on YouTube, who did an acapella vocalese version of Strasbourg St. Denis and harmonized your solo. Yeah. 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 Somebody sent me that link, man. That was so <laughs> cool to see. Um, made me feel like I've uh, officially become an old fart. Like, wow, cats <laughs> taking my solos from years ago and putting words yeah. to them. Um, no, it was an honor. And uh, my whole time with Roy is, is something that I reflect on with a lot of gratitude and um just still in in awe of of what an amazing uh person and artist he was and figure in the music yeah uh, i mean he he touched so many people uh in the community that his presence um you know when he left us it was it was really felt uh and and uh 
yeah, I, I learned a lot from Roy. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for those years for sure. Very cool. And when did you first start playing with him? Was it the same way a lot of cats do just at a jam session, uh, sitting in with him or. Yeah. You know, we met, we were both guests, uh, with the Henry Mancini Institute's, uh, youth orchestra, uh, back in like 2004, 2005, I believe it was must've been one of those years in there. And I, I was, I was performing a piece, uh, that my dad arranged, uh, to feature me along with the orchestra and Roy was playing on the same concert. So at one of the rehearsals, we were backstage and just um, hanging out. And he's like, yeah, man, let's play some tunes, you know? So I think we played Drifting. I think we played Dolphin Dance, like kind of a Herbie feature. Um, and, uh, you know, we played some. He's like, oh, yeah. He said, let me know when you get to New York, you know? So I, I, I finished, finished my work and, and uh, I got to New York and I hit him up and, and kind of reintroduced myself. Uh, and yeah, we kind of we it, it just took off from there. Um, but it, it's true that the the music community is so small that a lot of those yeah. kind of interactions um, they feel like it's it, you know every, everybody's just a handshake away, man. If you go out and you hang on the scene, I always tell young people like there's no real such thing as networking in what we do. Just be about the music, serve the music as best you can, um, and be on the scene and. Yeah. and hang out and the rest, you know, kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, totally. No, it's uh, great advice. And as um, we're chatting here, people are writing in from Facebook, Lavinia Dreamweaver saying hello. Yvette Murphy Adara saying she loves Gerald so much. Saw you on the Blue Note at Sea Cruise. So Uh, our fans are out there, Gerald. Um, And yeah, if you're watching, if you have a question for Gerald, if you just want to say hello, let us know if you've seen him in person. If you've listened to the new album, uh, just drop us a line. Let us know where you're watching from. Um, Yeah, you were in Manhattan for a bit. That would be at... uh, uh, you were at Manhattan School? Yeah, I did a year at Manhattan School of Music, uh, my junior year, kind of like a year abroad. I knew I was going to move to New York after I finished my studies, so I wanted to kind of get a taste of the city uh, without the pressures of having to to work immediately. And um, yeah, so I, it was great. I studied with Kenny Barron that year and, you know, just got a lay of the land, went to a bunch of clubs and got my butt kicked on a lot of jam session stages. And um, went back to USC and finished up, and then I moved back to New York in around 2007, and uh, was there for 10 years. Wow! So you're back in LA now. I'm back in LA. I uh, came back okay. a couple of years ago and decided I, I couldn't neglect my love for the ocean any longer, and now <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm surfing every day and uh, loving life. Yeah, I'm happy. But there's an incredible scene that has grown. I mean, it's been around, you know, the past decade or so, but people are really paying attention to it now. Just from L.A., from, you know, guys like Kamasi and Terrace and Thundercat and yourself. And it's a it's a really vibrant scene out there. Yeah. You know, there's always been really great musicians in L.A. I think the the challenge with a city like L.A. is just um, the logistics. You know, it's just so spread out that it's, it's hard to get people to come together and be in the same place. Um, you know, that's a challenge the whole world is facing now, but, um, you know, in the, in the before times, uh, you know, to, to go out and, and, and see some music or, or, uh, go to a jam session or whatever it may be, you know, you had to be kind of proactive as a music lover here. Um, and I think that is starting to sort of, shift a bit i mean there's always people who are hungry for for good music and um good community so 
there's there's definitely a sense of community and and all those cats you mentioned you know we grew up um seeing each other and and uh, although we went to different high schools you know we would see each other at jam sessions and things like that so there's a camaraderie even though we're not together all the time but i think it is a challenge for la um when you compare it to a city like new york where the layout is just it makes it so simple to you know take a take a train to to the village and and yep. you have like six or seven options of of great things to check out and be inspired by um all walking distance so you know i i think the essence of the music and and sort of that that uh perfect sort of incubation place for for the art and that kind of expression um is is it lives in new york and i i, I still urge people to 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 go check it out if they can and and try to be about that and be a part of that energy um but but certainly la is is you know we we, we got a, we got a lot of heavy hitters and and uh you know that that makes me proud too absolutely california knows how to party that's for sure um and gerald i mean that's not to say your new album is recorded at a new york institution well really a global institute a global jazz institution and that would be the village vanguard and i want to get into talking about the making of that album in a little bit um but just for people watching so they know you know this is gerald's debut label debut on blue note records so in a little bit we'll probably also be getting into some albums on blue note you know gerald is entering rarefied air uh, as a Blue Note artist. So hopefully recommending some Blue Note albums uh, in addition to Gerald's for you to check out as well, you know? Um, so we'll be getting to those as well. But the new one, Live at the Village Vanguard. Um, first of all, the Vanguard, let's just start there, man. Do you remember the first time setting foot in that place? You know, I've been there so many times, I don't remember the first time, uh, but- it Must've been as a kid, right? No, not as a kid. I mean, I didn't really come to New York. I, I visited New York once as, with my family when I was a kid. But, um, you know, that first year that I went to study there uh, around 2005 or so, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I went to the Vanguard pretty much every week. Like you, you're yeah. pretty much guaranteed to see the the, the top um, level of, of music making, of improvising, of, of this yeah. expression, right? Um, so you can't go wrong by, by, by checking out who's at the Vanguard every week. Um, but even though I don't remember the, the first time, I will say that no matter how many times you go, you still feel like a little kid, you know, you still feel sort point. of yeah. like haunted, uh, by, yeah. by the majesty of the place. Um, you know, I've, I, I think so many people have, have, um, testified to this, but the, the spirits in that room are real. Yeah. <laughs> you know you, you you washing your hands in the restaurant say man miles davis washed his hands right here you know um yeah. train sunny Rollins, whoever it is you know that they are that there's a there's an energy in that room that that um uh makes everybody uh sort of step up and and try to come as correct as possible absolutely yeah there's something about the design of the place too even the red awning going down the stairs you know in the base it feels like you're traveling through time Almost. Yeah, such a vibe. Uh, yeah, and so how did the album come about? Um, did you get, you had this gig lined up, and Blue Note approached you and said, "Hey, let's turn this into an album"? Or yeah, I, I've established a relationship with the Vanguard uh, over the past decade, uh, fortunately, and and brought a lot of groups in there, and so um, you know, approaching them and asking if they would be willing to to let me 
do a live at the Vanguard album, um, you know, they were they they said yes and and that they would gladly host me and um, <clears throat> so yeah, I had the gig lined up anyways. I've I've been using my uh, my weeks at the Vanguard to kind of uh, bring in as many of my my friends as possible and. Um, sort of share that experience. Um, I've, I've done some some weeks with the trio and, and I love that as well. Um, but I, I, I've kind of made a point to say like, if I get a week at the Vanguard, I wanna bring more people into this experience and make it more about a, a larger community. So the past few times I've, I've brought in quintets um, and this this time was, was the same. I brought in Logan Richardson on alto saxophone, one of my yeah. favorite musicians in the world. Um, Walter Smith III, also just such a beast. Um, yeah. I'm such an admirer of his playing. Joe Sanders on bass, um, my my left hand man for for years and years, and Marcus Gilmore, who I, I think is kind of uh, the the neo of the Matrix. You know, he's he's kind of the one. He, he he's <laughs> something else. He's on a, on his own level yeah. and his own stratosphere. Um, so yeah, we had the gig anyways. Uh, as far as Blue Note and and them uh, being willing to 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 sign me and and support the record, um, that was also something that kind of happened um, uh, a bit naturally. You know, I, I've I've seen Don Waz a bunch throughout the years, and um, you know, like I said, this community is 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 pretty small, so. Um, he actually, we, we talked at a gig I did in Los Angeles um, at LA County Museum of Art. Uh, it was a tribute to the great visual artist and activist Charles White. Um, okay. So I, I presented this 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 piece, and and Don was there, and you know we rapped, and at, you know the stars just kind of lined up. It was it was the right time um, for me to get in there, and and they totally supported me and gave me artistic freedom and. You know, so I, I I already knew that I wanted to do a live record. I was going to find a way to do that either way, um, because my um, you know my my goal is to try to 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 have the the work that I release be an honest representation of who I am right. as a musician, as an artist, and I think for us there is no more honest representation than the live experience. Yeah, does not get more candid than this. Yeah, I think yeah. just it's it's a um, you know when you do a, a record in the studio, it's a it's a different energy, you know. And and the majority of our years, we're, we're in normal circumstances, we're on the road, and we're um, going from one room to another, and and um, vibing off the energy in the room, vibing off the energy of the audience. You know, this is a, a kind of a to to me an essential part of of what this music is all about. Um, so it felt like it was only natural to, to, to put that, um, on record and, and have that be part of my, my body of work, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was going to happen either way. And I, am just honored that, that Blue Note, um, said, yeah, let's, let's put our stamp on it and, and support you. And, um, I'm, I'm really grateful. Well, and the timing of the release of this thing has just been incredible, you know, because at, at a time where we are all craving live music, you know, um, this is kind of a, a great surrogate to put, to be able to put on a record like this. Um, you know, it feels like a set, you know, it's got the spirit of the Vanguard is there. It's almost an acoustic quality that Vanguard spirit. Um, and, and it's transportive, man. It, it feels like you're there. And so it is a beautiful thing to put this on and just kind of chill out for the entirety of the album. 
Thank you. Much needed right now. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We obviously we didn't we didn't plan. No, couldn't have known. Right. Uh, I wasn't responsible for the (laughs) for the pandemic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it is. It it has been really interesting that um, it's kind of taken on a different meaning than I initially thought it would. Um, And I've I've you know as we all have been using this time to sort of reflect and contemplate uh, and think about our values and um, the things we hold dear and sort of what we envision when we come out of this. Um, I heard a a, a wonderful uh, interview and I'm I'm gonna get the name wrong selection and we pull it up. So it's literally just watching it yesterday by uh, Arundhati Roy. Okay. Um, And she she referred to this as uh, sort of a a portal to, to, to that, she and, and Angela Davis also uh, spoke on trying to use language that, that doesn't suggest that we are returning to uh, what came before, but actually we're transforming through this time into something new. So trying to think about on the other side of this, um, what are the values that, that we, that we want to hold dear, that we want to support, uh, and in what ways? And, and to me, this record uh, has already had me reflecting a lot on the value and importance of the live experience yeah. of connecting uh, with one another in the room and being present, you know, um, without distractions. You know, I, I, when we get out of this portal to the other side uh, and we're, we're doing a gig and, and somebody's on their phone, you had the past year and a half and change or whatever to be like, <laughs> get out of there. Let's be present. Yeah. Together, you know things like this that 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 we 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 really love. Um, I I'm sure many of us are are sort of thinking about these these things as well. And and I I really pray that on the other side of this we can, you know, we can uh, support that and and manifest our our vision. That's a good point, man. To think of this more as a metamorphosis than you know, just like a, you know, because we heard the terms pause being thrown around, and you know, which is great. It's great to think of you know this time that way. But yeah, less a return to normal per se. Then this is a great opportunity for change. Yeah, it's a transformative yeah. time, you know, and and I think uh, in in so many ways, uh, obviously that the the way that this has has highlighted. Um, sort of like a like all of the bruises that our society has yeah um i think it's it's really important that we that we take this time to reflect on that and to um educate ourselves and to to approach all of those things with with humility uh and and thoughtfulness and care and and hopefully on the other side take that with us and and you know not just return to some kind of a broken system, but a, a new one that that we've we've uh, had the time to to really sort of um, yeah to, to 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 plan for to to uh, to to think about in a, in a thoughtful way. Anyway, that's, yeah. that's that's on my mind a lot. Yeah, totally. And you just so happen to have a song. It's an original on the new album, "Rejuvenation Agenda." Right? Yeah. Um, Kind of speaks to this thematically, so yeah, it's and, and people are writing in. Lavinia says she just got the new album; she absolutely loves it. Um, it's a great album, man. Sean is saying, uh, not on this album, but some always. His top five compositions ever. Sean, I agree. <laughs> that is a beautiful tune. That is a beautiful tune. Fikret is saying hello from Azerbaijan. Wow. Hello to you, Fikret. Beverly from San Francisco. Hello to you. Um, and Herb is saying, yeah, loves your work with Roy. Um, 
sure. So the love is out there, Gerald. Like I was saying, uh, you know, with this new album happening live at the Village Vanguard, uh, Gerald, B. Clay- Gerald Clayton enters that rarefied air that is uh, Blue Note artist. So we're hoping uh, we're just going to get into, again, recommending maybe some Blue Note albums that Gerald really digs and that you'll dig too if you haven't heard them yet. I want to get to that in a minute. But first, Gerald, if it's cool, I want to just let everyone know. Our sponsors um that would be blue sound and their refest so this is kind of interesting uh talk about a scene gerald that's like really exploding at the moment the london scene the uk scene mm. so much happening right now there's a great organization out of the uk gerald you probably know it uh jazz refreshed mm. anyway they are putting on a one day virtual festival this sunday august 23rd called jazz refest Again, brought to you by the UK-based jazz organization, Jazz Refesh. The four-hour show will feature performances from Binker Golding, Sarah Gore, Steam Down, MS Maurice, Golden Mean, Jazz Kaiser, and Anthony Joseph. Uh, and it's all free. It is all free. It's a virtual showcase that will be streamed via the Jazz Refesh refresh youtube channel and the performers will also be broadcast at the same time in mqa studio quality audio via blue sounds blue os controller app directly into the homes of blue sound uh high-res speaker owners and i just became a blue sound high-res speaker owner there's my power node 2i just came in the mail today so as if i needed another reason to listen to streaming high-res i've got the jazz refest festival coming up this sunday august 23rd so anyway Thank you to them. Um, all right, Gerald. So let's get into it. Blue Note, man. I'm just curious because you were so involved in the scene from a very early age. What some of the first Blue Note albums to kind of come on your radar were, you know? For me, I could say definitely Lee Morgan, you know, mm-hmm. thinking yeah. back, Sidewinder, stuff like that. But do you remember the first one you really dug into? Yeah. Um, you know, Blue Note has cast such a wide net. You know, there are so many artists and so many different expressions that have come through that label. It's it's not like uh, you go to Blue Note for one particular sound, right? I mean, it, right. it's almost uh, just like talking about an entire section in a record store. Uh, so, you know, I we can go down so many paths, um, but for me, if I think about my early days and the kind of the music I was listening to, uh, my initial attraction to this music was um, musicians like Oscar Peterson and Monty Alexander, who I know you talked to, and and uh, Benny Green and you know Wynton Kelly, all these like pianists who, um, who 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 brought a certain joy and bounce in the way they played. That as as a as a young kid, that was that was my jam. Like I was I was really heavy into that stuff. So. Speaking of one of those pianists, Benny Green, uh, he recorded a, a, a record for Blue Note that was live at the Vanguard also. Uh, right. And it, it's called Testifying. And I wore that record out, man. I, I listened <laughs> to every track. I, I transcribed, you know, as, as many of the, the solos as I possibly could. And um, that was a big one for me in those in those early years, for sure. And then I, I, you know, I, I went to high school. I met a bunch of other young musicians who were hungry about the music, and they were checking out different artists I hadn't checked out before. Uh, and that sort of that process just continued uh, throughout the years. Um, and a, a, a time that I, I really got heavy into some 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 Blue Note records and Blue Note artists that I, I wasn't necessarily aware of was when I was driving to San Diego from LA 
every week, every Tuesday night to play with a great trumpet player named Gilbert Castellanos. And Gilbert um, was a huge record collector uh, and had transcribed a bunch of those tunes from old Kenny Dorham records and Clifford Brown records. And, uh, you know, I, his, his, um, his love and passion for Blue Note uh, was was huge, and at that time, I I really started to to kind of it, it opened up it opened my 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 eyes to to the breadth of of music that's out there on the label. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I guess that's another sort of phase, right? Um, <laughs> okay. But then you know it keeps going all the way until to the present. You know they they were they were supporting artists in the 80s and 90s who were were super hip right um and and even now you know the the Robert Glaspers and uh the Jason Morans and Ambrose Akinmusery and some yep. some people that I guess you would consider more of my my contemporaries in, in in terms of age um amazing music and and amazing records and um yeah it, it the, the the list goes on and on i actually have a book it's a coffee table book, but it's it's the album cover art, the ultimate yes. collection of Blue Note album cover art. Man, you know, without even listening to the music, you could just see this, how much of a vibe. <laughs> oh man, it <laughs> yeah. So many records in here. Um, Iconic, the whole style, and that's a yeah. great segue, Gerald, because yeah. our our forthcoming issue, our new issue coming out in September, our fall twenty twenty issue, is all about the art of the album. Mm. Um, and so, of course. You know, Reed Miles, who was the principal designer for so many of those Blue Note albums, yeah. covered extensively. But you're right. They had a whole vibe. They had a whole vibe. It wasn't just, I mean, the music obviously was a huge part of it. But down to the typography, down to the layout of the liner notes, um, you know, it was just so iconic in jazz. Yeah. And and some of those artists you mentioned, you know, Kenny Dormus, because I am a trumpet player. Oh, nice. A bad one, but I am a trumpet player nonetheless. Um, Kenny Durham. You know, absolutely one of the most underrated trumpet players out there. And his stuff on Blue Note is just brilliant, you know, and props to Blue Note for shining a light on this soft-spoken genius. I mean, he wasn't out there wailing, um, but he had a style that was just so, you know, articulate, so melodic. Um, so definitely one of my favorites as well. And um, yeah, you mentioned that whole lineup of, pianists in the beginning like from op kenny baron monty alexander and you're so right it's like a personality that comes through right which blue note obviously did an excellent job in capturing but and even speaking to someone like monty you could tell just the some people you could tell just the way from the way they speak you know it translates into how they play very narrative um very melodic almost in the way they tell a story uh, their ability to like sustain a through line i'm thinking of benny golson too it's just like that you listen to benny golson talk it's exactly the way he plays mm -hmm. um so and you know i think you know i haven't talked to you that often but watching interviews um you also have that same kind of uh again emotional transparency of like the way you're thinking, the way you construct a thought plays out in your lines, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing to listen to. Oh, man, I appreciate that. I, it is interesting how uh, when you when you take a, an, a great artist, um, it, it seems like their expression goes beyond just the bandstand, you know, uh, that there's something about the lessons that this music teaches us when we investigate it that really do translate to life and you start to uh, express yourself with that same creativity, 
uh, and courageousness um, and sensitivity, things like that. Yeah. Um, in in many ways, um, and it's 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 not just musicians, right? I mean, it, it, this is available for for anybody to live this way. But but certainly, all my favorite artists, you know, they the way they speak is always really interesting. You know, it's like um, just thinking today about the great Cedar Walton who passed mm -hmm. away on this day. Um, oh, wow. Might get the year wrong, but in 2013, anyway. Uh, we, we, we lost Cedar on this day, so I've, I've been thinking about him, and, and man, he was such a wordsmith, you know, when yes. you talk to Cedar, it was like, uh, it was like listening to a solo, you know, <laughs> and, and I, yeah. I still see that, it, 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 the same thing applies today with, with, the, with the great players and figures in our music, seeing the way they express themselves off the instrument, off the bandstand, um, whether it's just what they're doing on social media or whatever it is, uh, there's there's something really hip and special to that um, that I you know yeah I'm I'm, I'm thankful for that that part totally well. it conveys that originality of thought you know mm -hmm. you just tell like yeah maybe it's originality or maybe it's just a, the a shared creativity you know yeah, I, yeah. I I try I've been thinking more and more about trying to get out of thinking in a sort of individualistic way. Uh, and see it as an it's it's available, you know that mm. that we don't necessarily have to subscribe to the way that uh, you know whatever's laid out for us. That there's always the option to approach life with a sense of wonder and creativity, and uh, and and that that is shared. Um, yeah. And maybe because it's not the norm, uh, it, it seems different or original or in, or unique or something. But uh, but but I think I think it is a human a shared human quality. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Hey, we have Afghan again saying loves when Gerald plays standards, especially solo piano. Mm -hmm. I agree. Afghan and Joyce Glasgow sending her love as well. So again, thanks everybody for writing in the new album happening live at the village Vanguard. It is out right now at this very moment for streaming and for purchase. Folks, right now is the time. Let's purchase these albums. Let's buy the physical. Like I say, it is a perfect album to just put in a CD player or drop a needle on and just chill out for the evening. Um, this is definitely the album to do it. And Gerald, you know, this album came out at, uh, uh, earlier this month. But uh, as you can hear, the incredible thunder in the background there. Right. Um, but during these... Uh, you know, tough times, these lockdown times, a dry spell for a lot of musicians. Um, is there anything else in the works or you've been working toward anything uh, on the horizon? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking ahead. I've always got my, um, my sort of couple months ahead to-do list and my, uh, my, my sort of pipeline dreams, my, my one year, two, two year, three year, five year goal type of thinking. Um, and of course that shifts as, as I, you know, walk through life, um, but definitely thinking about the, the next record and what, what that would look like. Um, you know, just, just in some ways, nothing has changed as far as my process uh, with, with this pandemic, that my, uh, my productivity, <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm able to get after on a day-to-day -day basis, I usually, uh, put that on myself more than I do on uh, the environment or circumstances. Um, so, you know, I, I've always managed to be lazy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, pandemic or no, 
uh, I, I've, I've always found a way to say like, yeah, I also just, you know, I, I want to go to the beach and surf. So I'm doing a lot of that. Okay. I, I, I find a lot of inspiration and joy in that as well. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's also shined a light on, shown a light on, on how much I do rely on the community, how much I, I, I need my, my brothers and sisters in the music uh, to help push me forward. You know, it, it, a, a lot of times what, what we're working on under normal circumstances from the before time, what we're working on is uh, in reaction to what work we have, what deadlines we have. You know, I have a gig with such and such. I got to learn their music. Um, so now that we don't have that, we kind of have to create that for ourselves. We're, we're sort of the, the masters of our own destiny, destiny that way. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing I'm all, I always have been. I, I'm trying to wake up uh, and, and approach the day in, with, with the goal of being better than I was the day before. Um, and, and sometimes that's directly on the piano and sometimes that's off the piano. Like uh, on the waves, man. There you go. There you go. Very cool. Well, hey, like we said, happening live at the Village Vanguard. It is out right now on Blue Note Records. I encourage you, everyone uh, watching, go check out the album. It's really, really good. And then, you know, Gerald recommended a few others. Uh, check out the Blue Note stuff by Kenny Durham, mm -hmm. uh, Kenny Barron, mm -hmm. Oscar Peterson, uh, Ambrose Akinmusseri. There's a lot. Blue Note is a vast catalog, and you can really start anywhere um, and can't go wrong. You wind up somewhere great. So, Gerald, uh, that thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, congrats on the new album. Like I said, it is awesome, and uh, we look forward to whatever you got on the horizon, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for it, and maybe someone will, uh, you know, cross paths on the beach one day. Yeah, I'm not a surfer, but uh, our producer, Jeff, people know our behind-the-scenes producer, Jeff. He's a big wakeboard guy, wake surfer guy. So. Okay, right on. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, and thanks for everything you do for the music. And, um, yeah, lots of love to, to all the supporters out there and the fans. Um, can't wait for the day that we we return uh, to, to Catharsis to, together. Me too, man. <laughs> Me too, man. Appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much, Gerald. I will uh, see you backstage, but I'm going to sign off for people watching at home. All right. Thank All you. Right. Take care, Gerald. Bye. So, yeah, once again, thank you to our guest, Gerald Clayton. The new album happening live at the Village Vanguard out right now. Like I say, it is a perfect album. You got an evening, uh, you know, to yourself, pop it in the CD player, put it on the record player, pour yourself a glass of something and just chill out. It's the perfect album for that. Before we sign off, I uh, want to quickly mention, again, our forthcoming print issue is coming out in September. It is our fall 2020 issue all about the art of the album. Gerald mentioned some Blue Note covers there. We get into that in this issue. It is all about collecting albums, producing albums, listening to albums, and, of course, album cover art. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, you could become one today for just 99 cents per month for three months. That'll give you unlimited access to our site. Plus, we'll enroll you to receive a complimentary print issue uh, come September. So check that out right now. Just go to jazzes.com and hit subscribe. That'll do it for today's episode. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit that notification bell so that you know when we are live. Thanks for watching, everyone. See you next time. Bye.